All right, everyone, welcome in. I am here today with Coach Cheese and Coach Jimmy Neutron, the defending champs. I'm your host, Coach V. What's up, nerds? Welcome in, everybody. How are you guys doing, coaches? Doing okay. It's been a, a long week here in the gym, in the Neutron family household. Um, but, hey, we're, we're, we're here. We're loving life. We're doing all right. Yeah. Yeah, man, doing good. A uh, little bummed on the outside looking into the NTT. So happy to be here, ready to talk. Yeah. When When's the last time Yuma missed the tournament? This, we had a five-year streak. Jeez, mm. man. So well, back, to the, back to the Taylor Suttles days. It happens to everyone, except Honolulu. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But pretty much everyone else, you know, that happens, you know. So, uh, yeah, well, um, really exciting time, you know. Uh, it's, uh, it's March madness. We're, we're excited. We got 64 teams, uh, really competitive 64, almost, uh, well, let's see. It was 53 of these 64, either won their conference, uh, regular season or their conference tourney. So there's just some really solid teams in there in here and, uh, we'll see what happens. You know, uh, I'm excited to, I'm excited to just go through and see how this tournament plays out. Uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about it a lot, but 11 at-large bids is rough. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, um, I guess we'll start off. We'll start off with the one seed. We're going to look at Jefferson City going up against Pasadena, the Bengals. Um, Jimmy, do you have any questions about Jefferson City? <laughs> yeah, is their, is their coach active? active? <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh, wow you really you really jumped the gun there <laughs> yeah so uh so jefferson city obviously i mean four years ago they won or five years ago i guess they uh they won the ntt and ever since then they made the elite eight every year they brought in a five six class and their their team just looks stacked um they're 16 and 2 ranked number one uh number three strength of schedule and just top to bottom loaded. Um, they switched up a few games into the season and put Pedro Anderson in as the uh, starting point guard. And since then, they dominated pretty much every game until they ran into the buzzsaw that is Nashville um, this week. Uh, Jefferson City is the number one team in three points attempted, the number one team in offensive rebounds, the number five team in offensive in rebound margin, and then the number one team in points. So they put up a lot of points. They get offensive rebounds, maximize uh, maximize their possessions. They're just really solid team. And then you look at Pasadena, coached by Coach Dirtball. Um, this is this is Pasadena's second NTT ever. They came from the seventh seed and they won their conference tournament. So good for them. Wow. Um, they mm-hmm. don't have great talent by any means. They went nine and nine, one forty one. Um, Rank 122, strength of schedule. Uh, you know, Javon Falls is probably their best player. Uh, but, I mean, they're going to have a tough time uh, going up against uh, – they're not top t- 10 in any statistical category um, that I counted. They're going to have a tough time going up against Jefferson City. What do you see in this matchup, Cheese? Yeah, it's obviously pretty lopsided, um, like you indicated. Um you know, Jefferson City has the pedigree, they have the coaching, uh, they have the talent. And you look at their senior class, um, led by D'Angelo Miles and Eli Sheldon. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, you know, anybody in the starting five for Jefferson City 
um, is an offensive threat. Even after they've moved some guys around, I love the way they share the ball. Uh, you know, multiple guys averaging two, three assists a game. Um, so there's just not a lot of weaknesses, especially when you're looking at a, a lesser opponent. I mean, just on paper, like Pasadena. So um, Pasadena, I mean, I, we're in their conference, so we play them every year, know this team um, decently well. Um, and yeah, they, they made a run as a seven seed in the conference tournament. So uh, they were, you know, after the game on Friday, they were popping their skis, and they are pretty excited about getting in. Um, yeah, Javon Falls, I mean, you mentioned him, uh, kind of the freshman that's really injected some life into the program. He was an all-conference player, um, 18 points, almost eight boards a game, um, 1.6 blocks. So um, he can do some things, but, you know, going up against uh, <clears throat> a guy like Miles, um, you know, who's a little bit taller, obviously a lot more seasoned and uh, has the hardware to back up why he's one of the best players in the league. Um, I just don't think it's going to be much of a contest. Uh, you also look at Jefferson City scoring 94 points a game compared to 75 uh, for Pasadena and the point differential there. Um, the point differential is heavily in, in Jefferson City's favor. So, Yeah. Was that an actual ski that you just popped? It sure was. Yeah, Founders Oktoberfest. Oh, that's amazing. Founders Oktoberfest. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I don't know if this is an all-ages podcast or what. <laughs> yeah, you got you to gotta make sure for all the kids listening, you know, that um, you keep it kid-friendly for all the kids listening. So, uh, Next up, we're going to look at Helena, the Witches, coached by Amanda, 1969. I'm not sure if it's a girl coach or not, but yeah. You're not um, sure if Amanda's a girl's name? No, I didn't say that. I wasn't sure if it was a girl coach or not. I, obviously, Amanda's a girl's name. Got it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> back in Old League 5, there was a coach named Megan C., but it wasn't a girl. So uh, mm. you never quite know. Anyway, they're going up against Daytona, the demolition. Daytona was 13-5, and 35th ranked, uh, 67th strength of schedule. Helena is 32 ranked. 60 strength of schedule, 12 and 6. Um, Helena's got those, uh, I mean, they're pretty balanced across the board, but, you know, Manuel Smith is their best player, I would say. Uh, one conference player of the year this year is sophomore season. And uh, 17.9 points, 6.8 assists, only 1.6 turnovers. Really efficient shooting, shooting 65% true shooting percentage. So he's a really solid player. Daytona, you know, they got Mark Melton, the sophomore, 6'9", uh, small forward, uh, scoring almost 22 points a game. He was second team all-conference. But they're a pretty balanced team, top to bottom. Um, and they have, some t- they have some talent, too. Uh, you look at these two teams, uh, Daytona is ranked uh, number seven in opposing free throws attempted, number nine in steals. Um yeah, and then Helena, on the other hand, is number three in three points attempted, number seven in steals, and number two in turnovers. So what do you see in this game, Jimmy? Yeah, I, I feel like this, this is a really tough matchup for both teams, um, or just a tough draw. I mean, and you, you get that in the 8-9 uh, sort of matchup, but I love how Helena is just super um, balanced across the board with four scores and double digits. Um, Daytona goes for a little bit more of the like 
two guy game. Um, and then Max Pierce does pretty well too. I, I do think Max Pierce is pretty underrated. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's, I was on him trying to snag an out of conference guy. and was pretty sad. I didn't get him, but he's scoring 13 and a half points a game, which is fine. But three, three point six assists and 1.9 steals from the shooting guard position is pretty significant because you're not like the shooting guard for a lot of teams does not handle the ball a lot. So the defending shooting guard just does not have as many opportunities for steals. And so to get 1.9 is an elite number. 3.6 assists is a pretty elite number from the shooting guard position. Um, I do really like them. I will say this. Um, Daytona is super susceptible to if, uh, like if Mark Melton has, is super susceptible when Mark Melton has a really bad game. Mm. So they, they beat some really good teams. They won conference 10, but then you look at their conference 10 tournament game uh they lost by 52 yeah. to clear to clear water wow it's just like occasionally you have those stinkers but you look at like what happened like mark melton uh scores 16 points on 8 of 22 mm. robert hammer their point guard scores 11 points like uh when mark melton is shut out like he, the team just doesn't have any chance and i think helena's a little bit better um a little bit more you know Uh, they're a little deeper and they they have a little bit of a better chance uh, when something like that happens. So I will say that they foul a lot. And so they are deeper, but there's a chance that, yeah, they get into foul trouble. I'm still going to pick Helena just because of the depth. um, Because I think if they can figure out how to stop Mark Melton, um, they're going to be fine. So I'm picking Helena. Here. Yeah, it's really interesting because it just seemed like Daytona was on a roll. I mean, the first mm-hmm. the first time they played Clearwater, they lost by one. Really close game, you know, came down, you know, came down to the very end, you know. And uh, but the second game they win versus Clearwater and then they lose. I, mm-hmm. I mean, you just you don't see that happen. Um, lose by fifty. Right. Fifty two. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that that's not a. Clearwater is a great team, you know, but for an NTT team, you don't want to see that. You don't want to be going into the NTT off a performance like that. Yep, 100% agree. All right, let's look at the next matchup. We have the um, 4-13. We got Las Vegas, the Legends, coached by Coach JB31, going up against Mobile Homes. Um, You know, when you look at Mobile, you look at Coach Cron, and he's really – he really did a work with those guys to just get him into the NTT last year, mm-hmm. um, taking over very late. And he took him back again this year and went 13 and five. Obviously they have Julian Woodard. He's their, um, he's their best player by far. You, you bring in two freshman guard guards that seem like um, they can help him a little bit. Uh, but Las Vegas just, you know, it's going to be tough to slow down Ethan Gant. You know, they got Ethan Gant and Michael Hanlon, uh, I mean, their seniors just look like they're ready, you know? And when you have that many seniors and juniors in the starting lineup, that's always a good sign knowing that these guys are prepared for a matchup like this. Um, Looking at Las Vegas, they're number nine and allowing three-pointers. And then that's it statistically for them. Mobile, on the other hand, um, is number five in opposing free throws. Uh, Number three in opposing three-pointers. So they both guard the three-point line pretty well. Uh, number eight in opposing true shooting percentage. And number two in points against. So they like to keep it slow. Um, whereas, yeah, Mobile likes to, or whereas Las Vegas, they like to let their point guard really run the show for them. And yeah. So what do you think of this game, Jimmy? Or Cheese? 
Yeah, um, I think I think Woodard is a phenomenal player uh, for Mobile, um, and it's really a shame that there isn't more talent around him. Um, if you look at his uh, his game log, he's he's been up and down sometimes, um, but obviously playing for kind of a losing program the past few years um, as he's been an underclassman. Um, he's not had much to really pair with. Um, of the five times that he's gone over 30 in his career, um, they've won three of those games. So for me, it just I just start to think about how much they want to feed him and if they can keep him on the floor and out of foul trouble. Um, that seems to be probably the best way they're going to have a chance in this game. Uh, but that, and then you also look at who's, who he's matched up with, um, Michael Hanlon for Las Vegas, um, does not look on paper like he's the best defender, even though he's scoring almost 20 a game. Um, so I, I definitely look at Las Vegas as a team with more offensive firepower. Um, but I wonder if Woodard can really get going. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think there's at least a chance, um, but I'm going to go with Las Vegas. Uh, obviously, it's the the easier pick, um, but they're just really balanced. Um, you know, they have a ton of experience. They're starting three seniors, two juniors, um, compared with Mobile's two freshmen in the backcourt, um, and they just uh, they just share the ball well. You know, um, really the three headed uh, three headed beast in scoring from Gant, Denson, and Hanlon. Um, so I think they get it done there. Um, I'm interested to see uh, what Bryson Washington's tournament looks like, the center for Las Vegas. Um, love a guy like this who doesn't score a ton, but eight rebounds, four assists, uh, a little over one steal, and almost two blocks a game. Um, so just fun to see a guy who does the dirty work and gets in there, um, really makes a difference for his team. Yeah. All right, well, let's look at the next matchup. We have the Frankfurt Fighting Owls, coached by Ted Lasso a.k.a. El Nino, also known as, um, which is Spanish for the, the Nino. The Nino. Yeah. Uh, so, really balanced team. You know, you got Daniel James, the freshman, who is putting up 18 and 8 uh, to assist, which is obviously nice. Um, Aiden Jones and Andrew Smith, everyone on their team, you know, uh, pitches in a little bit for them. And, uh, 13 and 5, 18th, 7th strength of schedule. Um, going up against Brunswick, the surcharge, they make it pretty much every year because they're in maybe the worst conference in the uh, <laughs> league. They're number 65, but 255 strength of schedule. Um, they won their conference, but lost in their conference tournament in the first game to the eighth seed, which is a little concerning for them for sure. Um, you know, they beat, they, they seem like they were pretty solid during the regular season other than the beatdown to uh, Hershey. Uh, but, you know, you get to – they just really haven't played anybody, so it's really hard to mm -hmm. take them too seriously. You look at Brunswick. Brunswick is number one in opposing free throws attempted, number two in often opposing true shooting percentage, number nine in rebounding margin, uh, number one in uh, – Number one in fouls, they don't they don't send teams to the line, and then number one in points against. So, very good defensive team. But that that being said, they're not playing anybody, so it's right. hard to take too much of that. Um, whereas Frankfurt is number nine in free throws attempted, number six in assists, 
And yeah, that's it. So uh, what do you see in this game, Jimmy? Yeah, I I mean, you hit on a lot of things. I was just going to say uh, Frankfurt is notorious for getting to the line. Um, so actually they're being ninth in the uh, nation in uh, free throws. is actually pretty surprising because they're usually top three, top four teams. Um, it is slightly interesting that Brunswick never sends their opponents to the line, but I think even if they don't for Frankfurt, Frankfurt's just going to have too much firepower. Power. Even just look look at the recruiting re- uh, rankings. Mm-hmm. Brunswick is in the hundreds every single season. Frankfurt's in the top 50 uh, just about every season except for their junior class. And so um, I don't think that this is particularly close. And I, I do want to take this opportunity. So Brunswick is the number 65 team. Um, in the nation right now, and they're a 12 seed. Um, I think that says a lot about this year's tournament. Uh, you guys might get bored with, like, mm-hmm. uh, I'll, I'll just be honest, I'm going to pick a lot of sort of the chalk picks, and that's because when you have um, a lot of teams that are not winning both the conference regular season and the conference tournament, you're going to have a lot of bad teams in the tournament, yeah. right? Uh, just teams that sneak through the, the tournament and, and get that at large, or not that at large, sorry, that that automatic bid. Um, and so for the six number 65 team to be the 12 seed is pretty ridiculous. So it, it's nice to be sort of a top five, uh, top six seed this season, because uh, it should be the easiest matchup you've had in the NTT in a while, unless you've been like the number one overall seed, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I, with that being said, I'm going to pick Frankfurt here fairly easily. Brunswick love what you're doing. Um, there in conference one, you know, you're winning the games you're supposed to, and you're doing what you need to do. But I just think that, you know, Phil has a, a team that is battle tested. He's been to the uh, sweet 16 the last two years and has gone past the first round uh, in the NTT for the last five years. So I don't think that that's going to change this year. Yeah. I've got to correct you on one thing, Jimmy. Yeah. Brun- you said Br- all of Brunswick's classes are in the hundreds. Their sophomore class average rank is ninety nine point five. Oh, that's my bad. Yeah, the one hundred one ninety eight class. <laughs> I guess I don't know where it came in. It may have come in in the. In the yeah, hundreds. no, you're right. But if you're you right. just you're average right. the numbers, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, everyone. I apologize. Yeah. I mean, reality. And they call you. The, they call you an expert. You know. So. <laughs> right, right. Somebody does. <laughs> cool. Let's look up at the uh, next matchup. We got the, let's see, um, the two seed Santa Ana Thrill uh, going up against the 15 seed Inglewood Igloo Makers, coached by Coach MC Vic Thriar. <laughs> this is, I think, as a coach, his first NTT. So, congratulations, Coach, mm-hmm. the, their team's second NTT. Um, they ended up winning their conference 27 tournament, uh, beating some good teams along the way over beating Reno, beating um, Bakersfield in the, in the title game. So congratulations, coach. Uh, you look at this team, I mean, uh, Robert <clears throat> Rabidai is seems like their um, best player. He's just like, I mean, he reminds me a little bit of Raymond Glover in some ways. He's just mm-hmm. a solid defender, can score. Um, I mean, obviously, he's not as he doesn't have as many accolades as him or anything like that. But he got first team all conference this year. Um, and then you look at Santa Ana; they're just stacked. You know, 
great, great classes all the way through, especially their freshman and sophomore class. Joseph Michaels is finally a senior. He can do it all. 12.8 rebounds a game. That's nuts. That's so many. 4.1 mm-hmm. rebounds and 14 points. This guy's a stud. Blocks. They don't really rely. Yeah, blocks. Uh, yeah, 4.1 <laughs> blocks. So, um, and then they even have Baggett off the bench scoring 12.6. So you look at these teams, Santa Ana is the number three team in offensive rebounds, the number 10 team in rebounding margin, and the number 10 team in blocks, uh, whereas Inglewood Ingle- is number four team in free throws attempted and number five team in turnovers. So they like to take care of the ball. They like to get those extra possessions at the line. If they can get to the line a lot and get some of these foul troubles, they might give um, Santa Santa Ana a scare. What do you think, Coach? Yeah, so let me talk about Inglewood for for a minute here. Um, so Coach McVicker, uh, new to the game, I think this is his fifth season, if I'm remembering right, um, because I think this is the first year that he's had an entire roster that he's recruited, um, hmm. and then it's his first NTT. So just want to give big ups That's to awesome. uh, Coach McVicker, obviously doing things the right way, recruiting the right guys. Um, you know, when you look at the rankings, yeah, the, his recruit rankings aren't the best, but um, I think he's definitely tracking in the right direction. And just to win this conference tournament and get in is huge. Um, I love the balance of uh, Inglewood's team. I mean, um, multiple guys scoring in double digits, uh, a lot of guys that are passing the ball well, um, and then some decent bench scoring um, to add to that. Uh so, yeah, I think it can be uh, a pretty decent matchup. What what I'm interested in is I wonder if Inglewood might consider switching their lineup a little bit. This isn't necessarily advice. I'm just curious what they'll do matching up with Joseph Michaels, the seven-footer, um, because Inglewood is starting a, a 6'11 power forward and then a 6'7 center in Tyler Cease and Gabriel Park. So hmm. um, I just wonder if they want that height of Tyler Cease moving from power forward down to center to go up against Michaels. Um, Cease, the 6'11 guy, is averaging about seven rebounds. Gabe Parks, who's playing center at 6'7, is grabbing 10 and a half boards a game. Um, so that's just an interesting chess match to me. How are things yeah. going to shake out? Um, I do think Santa Ana has the advantage. Um, I mean, I talked about balance with Inglewood, but you look at Santa Ana and you're like, man, um, all of these guys can play well. They share the ball really well. Um, they've got even more bench scoring when you look at a guy like Baggett, who's like a Lou Williams coming off the bench. Um, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with um, the upset here just because I'm excited about Inglewood. Uh, well, at least for my bracket, I'm gonna pick the upset. It may not happen, wow. but you gotta pick them if you want to <laughs> get ahead. <laughs> no disrespect to Santa Ana, wonderful yeah. team. And I think if if you were more sane than me, you'd probably give them the nod. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Okay, let's move on to the number 7-10 matchup. We got the Erie Browns, coached by Coach MWJ1457 with the 7 seed. They got the automatic bid um, by winning Conference 6. I don't think they make it in with how short the bubble was if they don't win. So that game so that was huge for them beating uh, a solid banger team uh, by 19 points in the in the championship game so good for them mm-hmm. um, versus the Fort Myers Sunsets horrible strength of schedule at conference 13 uh, 15 and 3 though 41 232 they won their 
um, regular season, and then uh, and then in the and then they uh, lost in the semis in the uh, conference tourney. Um, so they're led by Sean Wiggins. Uh, yeah, so I really like uh, Erie how they have been building their program. You know, you start with Fernando mm-hmm. Williams and Ahmed Arnold, just two solid players that can get the job done defensively mm-hmm. and just can do a lot of things good you know um and -hmm. then they bring in the 17-9 class to um complement it headlined by of course um michael bertini uh conference freshman of the year first team all conference in um in conference six so really good teams let's look at erie erie is uh erie is the number seven team in allowing three pointers and the number nine team in steals and fort myers um Is not um, top fifteen, not top ten in any statistical category. Um, unless I did that one wrong, which I did. <laughs> um, they're number ten in <laughs> true shooting percentage. Uh, I can't spell Myers, obviously. Um, mm. There's no there, there's no e before the y. It's 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 a little confusing, <laughs> you know. They're number four in assist, and then number seven in true shooting percentage margin. So, um, what do you see in this matchup, Jimmy? Yeah, I mean, big shout out to Erie, uh, my conference mate. Uh, I've I've just loved what they've been doing. I was also on Michael Bertini, um, and he is just an absolute team changer. I mean, to get a six eight small forward, he was he was uh, scouted like plus nine, plus ten, or something like that. And I think he came in pretty close to that. Um, so they have this three headed monster in Bertini, Williams, and Arnold, who kind of man the three through five spots, and Jacobson Hayes like defensively are pretty solid. Um, They leave a lot lacking offensively, but um, for all of their starters to have more than a steal a game is pretty significant. I I just love this team. They've been a thorn in our side, and I I think it's a really cool testament to even coaches who are, like, frustrated after they get one or two bad classes. I I don't think that the coach in Erie has been there long, but he has – his junior and senior classes are terrible, Mm -hmm. like really, really bad. His freshman and sophomore class are very, very good. Like, all you need are those two or three, four guys who can, like, really hold up your team, and you, and you can be a com- uh, competitive with very, very good teams. You know, we just won the tournament, returned all five starters, and he beats us uh, both times we play this year. So, I really like what he has going. Uh, Fort Myers, like you said, Sean Wiggins is really, really good. Super efficient, 63% true shooting on 21.1 points per game is pretty incredible. Um, they... They don't really stand out anywhere. Uh, like Conference 13 hasn't been super great. Um, they Their losses are against teams they probably should have beat, honestly. Um, and so they just, they just haven't played anyone, honestly. Yeah. So um, I'm already biased, but I, I actually think that Erie is the better team here. Mm. Um, you know, Bulldogs is a great coach, but I, I feel like he just doesn't have enough firepower to overcome um, – sort of the three-headed monster in Bertini, Williams, and Arnold in Erie. So I'm picking Erie here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually really excited for the Wesley-Bertini uh, matchup. Edward Wesley is a really solid basketball player. Um, mm-hmm. He's he, he's not, like, yeah. the greatest scorer, but he can pass and he can defend really well, even if his numbers aren't great. He was a high-level recruit coming out. So um, they have the 410 class. I mean, they're no slouches in that freshman class, too. So sure. if – 
I think that matchup's going to be very, very important. If Wesley can slow him down, even in the slightest, um, Erie's going to have a tough time beating him. Yeah, and it's cool that both teams are starting freshmen in their one through three spots. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, this could be like a multi-year NTT, uh, like, uh, battle for these two teams if they somehow get matched up. You know, that'd be pretty fun. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Let's move on um, to the uh, three. Uh, yeah, the three fourteen matchup. Very interesting that Harrisburg um, gets that three seed with the number eight um, with the number eight overall uh, team, whereas mm. Santa Ana is the number nine yeah. overall team. Um, they must have switched it for a uh, conference. Yeah, probably. Well, they're in the same bracket. That's so confusing to me. Yeah, sometimes like they're in the same. Sometimes they switch it up uh, because two teams, they don't want a team to play their conference mate in the first or second round. Um, that's the sure. only reason that that would happen. But I don't even know. I don't even see where that could be possible. So interesting stuff. Anyway, so you got Harrisburg, the Crushers, Kevin Apps um, going up against uh, Wilmington, the Warlords out of Conference 4. They won their conference title. Um, the Warlords are led by Bernardo Dalton, their senior small forward, 27.8 points a game on 73.1% true shooting percentage. Yeah. Oof, that is a lot. Um, Harrisburg. They're really solid. You know, you got Devontae Eddy, you got Ford Thomas, but man, these guys crapped the bed uh, at the end of the season. Uh, they lost uh, three of their last five games. They, even their, even their um, game 13, they took to overtime against Manassas. They lost to uh, New York, Worcester, and then Manassas uh, all in a row. Uh, they might have got it back together being Worcester and Utica, but. It's a little concerning knowing they're not finishing as hotly as – I mean, they started off one of the hottest teams in the whole league, you know. So, um, real quick, Harrisburg is the number two team in true shooting percentage, the number one team in rebounding margin, and the number 10 team in true shooting percentage margin, uh, whereas Wilmington is the number one team in true shooting percentage <laughs> and the number seven team in uh, turnovers. So, uh, two teams that shoot very, very efficiently going up against each other. One, um, one's had a lot more success, obviously. And but, uh, what do you see in this game? You mean the the team with a guy shooting seventy three percent true shooting is the number one team in true shooting percentage? <laughs> um, <laughs> That's yeah, pretty man. crazy. Bernardo Dalton's having a crazy year. Um, I am actually amazed that he has. Uh, not been he was only fifth team all league last year hmm. and not all league before that. Um, I just the fact that I like know his name as a prolific name tells me, yeah, uh, one, he's like made a mark in this league, and two, like surprises me that he's not had more hardware than that. He also didn't uh, even win the player of the conference this year, <laughs> right? That's wild. <laughs> Matthias Yon from uh, Philadelphia got it over him. That's crazy, man. Um, so this dude can ball. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's – looking at this matchup, there's a little bit of a danger to me in that Wilmington could rely on him a little too much and get beat by Harrisburg's balance. Yeah. Um, but that's taken nothing away from Dalton. I mean, um, Hawkins and Bass base, I don't know how you say it, 
are are no slouches either. Um, you know, combining for twenty and seven and a half assists. Um, that's a solid backcourt. Um, not bad true shooting percentages. Um, and Hawkins, although Hawkins looks to be like more of a pass first type point guard. Um, so yeah, I, I like Wilmington. Um, I think they're they're probably a little outmatched here. And let me say this: um, I don't think I'm allowed to not pick Harrisburg after what Devonte Eddy did to us last <laughs> year in the NTT. Um, career high forty six points and knocked us out of the tournament. <laughs> um, so, dude, I'm not I'm not going against Devonte Eddy. Uh, I think he's insane. Sure. Um, you talk about a guy that you know is. Uh, like Dalton that should be all league and Eddie who it has been all league um, and is going to be again this year. Um, I mean, the guy's just crazy. This is his best. I mean, Eddie's got 73%. Devonte Eddie's got 68% true shooting yeah. his, his best year ever as well. So um, just a crazy score. And then being backed up by Ford Thomas, um, having your bigs combined for almost 18 rebounds a game. Um I think Harrisburg is really good. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I think Harrisburg's going to get it done. Um, one guy I really like is how David Taylor fits into this mix um, for Harrisburg. Uh, on paper, it doesn't look like he does a lot when you've got these flashy numbers coming up. Um, but David Taylor, their small forward, who's a freshman, is going to be matched up with Bernardo Dalton. Um, so it'll be interesting to me to see what that matchup looks like when yeah. he's, a, he's a guy that clearly focuses more on defense and rebounding um, than scoring. Um, and uh, how's Dalton going to respond to that? So, um, but yeah, I'm taking Harrisburg. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think, uh, yeah, you were saying that Wilmington could fall into relying too much on one guy, but when you only have to win one game, sometimes, <laughs> I mean, I'd love for him to shoot right. more than 17 shots in a game. You Absolutely. Know? <laughs> It's like, man, can't you just shoot like 30? <laughs> but, um, you know, I guess uh, I'm not the coach. So, uh, <laughs> Next up, we got the 6-11 matchup. We got Salt Lake City, the Denizens, um, number 24, uh, 85th strength of schedule. Uh, they got that really solid sophomore class of Zachary Bex and Tanner Inouye. Uh Yeah. They're going up against the Syracuse Friars out of Conference 5. Really bad strength of schedule, 15-3. Um, and three. Um, They played in the PNTT, though, so um, they, got their, they got their tough games out in the uh, exhibitions and then, uh, and then cruised through the, uh, yeah, cruised through the uh, regular season games, so mm-hmm. um, good for them. Uh, so Salt Lake City, so uh, Syracuse, uh, they're led, I mean, the just balanced team, but Victor Houston, their freshman point guard, is probably their um, best player. Syracuse is number two in opposing uh, free throws attempted. Number, um, yeah, number uh, two in fouls. They don't foul anybody. And number eight in points against. Some of those numbers, I mean, they play the 253 strength of schedule, I think I said, so it's not like. It's it's hard to take. You got to take him with a grain of salt. Uh, Salt Lake City, on the other hand, is number five in steals, and that's it. What do you see in this game, Jimmy? Yeah, um, like you said, Salt Lake City led by that uh, sophomore class of particularly 
Tanner Nuye and Zachary got backs. Mm-hmm. Um, Syracuse uh, did what Syracuse needed to do. They beat up on Conference 5, and then they took care of the tournament as well. I do want to shout out Conference 5. Congrats. Uh, you guys are no longer the worst team in the league. So appreciate that. I, I, I know that the coaches are working hard over there to make sure that that's not the case. And um, I will also say I have a little bit of skin in this game. Syracuse and I have two guys that we're both recruiting and both kind of want to win. So I'm kind of uh, cheering for Salt Lake City here. But I, but I also, I'll, I'll be honest, I do think that they have the better team. Mm-hmm. Um, while I like what Syracuse has done and, and like some of their players, I just think that Tanner Nuye, um is just way too hard. I mean, for a six-seven power forward to be scoring as efficiently as he is, yeah. uh, almost 60% true shooting on 18 points, like um, I, I just think that he's an incredible player. Um, and if they could get a little bit more height, him moving to small forward, even shooting guard, like he could just absolutely tear it up. And so um, I think that this one will be like fairly close, but I still think that Salt Lake City uh, grabs this one. Yeah, I'm still a little bitter. Anyway, didn't choose us, but that's neither <laughs> here nor there. Um, sure, sure. Okay, let's uh, let's do picks real quick. Um, I'll go quick. I got... Jefferson City over uh, Daytona. Um, Las uh, Las Vegas losing to Frankfurt. Jefferson City beating Frankfurt in the uh, rematch to go to the Elite Eight. And then on the bottom half, you know, I got Erie taking down Santa Ana and Salt Lake City taking down Harrisburg. Salt Lake City um, advancing to the Elite Eight where they lose to Jefferson City. What do you guys got? Go ahead, Jimmy. I'm. I'm pretty close. Um, so our tops are the exact same. Jefferson City over Helena. Jefferson City over Frankfurt. Um, and then I've got Erie over Santa Ana as well. And Harrisburg over... But I have Harrisburg over Salt Lake City. And then I, I got to go with the homer pick. I'm picking Erie to go against Jefferson City uh, in the Elite Eight, where Jefferson City ends up taking it to go to the Final Four. Okay. How about you, Cheese? Um... Yeah, pretty similar. Jefferson City over Daytona, uh, Las Vegas over Frankfurt, um, Erie over Inglewood. Um, I'm going to, I think Harrisburg gets through though, um, beats Salt Lake City. Um, and then uh, I do think Jefferson City is going to uh, go over Harrisburg um, to the Final yeah. Four. Yeah, I mean, Jefferson City is just one of the most talented teams. Um, mm-hmm we've seen in a long time <laughs> in a long time i think so uh i mean I, I was happy we came away with a victory but uh i don't think that's going to happen very often you know in this game so we'll see though um right. any players to watch for you guys Devonte eddie mm-hmm. yeah yeah no <laughs> kidding i mean I, I feel like this has got a lot of star power so i even just wrote down some names i mean we have bernardo dalton tanner nuye I said Devontae Eddy, Joseph Mitchells, yeah. D'Angelo Miles, mm-hmm. Daniel James, and Michael Bertini. Like and, and that that shouldn't even be the end of the list. You yeah, know, a lot of talent. He, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just Zachary tons Bax, of talent in this. Ford Thomas. Yep. Um, and I think even a guy like Javon Falls from Pasadena, who's, you know, the best player on their bad their team that's not not the best in the bracket. Yeah. Right. We didn't even mention right. Ethan Gant and uh, right. Julian Woodard. So there's right. Right. There's definitely some star power. Uh, we we yeah. mentioned Donardo Dalton. Donardo <laughs> Dalton, right? <laughs> Donardo Dur- Dalton. Yeah. yeah, that's his alter ego. Right. Yeah, 
that's like playoff P, you know? Um, <laughs> right. Exactly. Hopefully a little better than playoff P. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Well, that's the first region. We'll be back next um, with, 